welcome to episode four of the Freedom Foil podcast. I am one of your hosts, Joe, and I am here with my wonderful wife, Mary. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi guys, episode four. I feel like last week I was like, episode three, whoop whoop. So this week I'm trying to be creative, but I don't know what else to say. I'm just excited to be here. This is I, fun. I feel like my voice, because I listen to these podcasts, is always like much higher than yours. I'm like yelling really? all the time. I oh, don't know. you mean in volume. In I volume, feel like you're yeah. more of the, hi, I'm Joe Duran. <laughs> this is Tuning in. No, yeah. you have a very good like radio voice. I appreciate that. So yeah. do you, I feel like. But yeah, I, I don't know. Mine was spiking the volume. A little bit of a side note, guys, before we get this started. We are... Working on audio, this is going to continually get better over time. So just kind of bear with us. We're trying out a bunch of different things, different items that we might be buying to make audio a little bit better. But obviously we are new, so we understand if sometimes there's a little bit of an echo. And uh, hopefully you guys can still enjoy the content. Of course, if you're looking to check out the first three episodes of the podcast, depending on where you're listening to this at, it should be there, and we are still patiently awaiting Apple Podcasts. I feel like they're never going to approve. It's okay, our podcast. Apple Podcasts. <laughs> They've ghosted us, and it's fine. We see. We Honestly, see. Honestly, okay. I'll say it like you did last week. I'm a Spotify through and through. I, yeah, I'm right there with but, you. But you know, I, whatever. Whatever. It, it's on Spotify. We're not and, bitter. Yeah. We're not bitter yeah, at all. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> screw. Screw it. We'll sell our Apple phones and just get Androids now. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, but so all the episodes are available on there. We're going to be continually posting links in the descriptions of every one of these episodes so you guys can check out what we're talking about, the websites that we're talking about. So if we do mention something, they will be in there. And then, of course, if you are looking to check out any firearm freedom content, check out the links to the YouTube channel, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. It's going to be up in the bio, and I do appreciate the support. Episode 4, Mary, it was a a rough one, to say the least. I, well, I think. I think it's funny because we talked about doing kind of a fun one. And I was just like thinking Man- about that, Mandela dude. effect, and it'll be hilarious and fun and lighthearted, and then you're like, oh my god. I don't <laughs> okay, alright, alright. So I, <laughs> I swear to god... When I thought of this topic, I, I didn't, I, I wasn't thinking, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I remember this topic. I'm like, oh, this will be like a cool one because it just gets like crazy and weird. Um, and I need to remember sometimes that you are coming at this from an angle from someone that has never looked into this stuff ever before. And from that angle, I, I sometimes forget how, man, I, intense I guess the information intense, alarming um, you know, and, and just like world shattering sometimes. Well, also you know? it's just the matter of like not becoming paranoid all the time about yeah. everything and not, I'm trying not to, I don't know. It's hard to explain like reading about this stuff. It's episode four only. And I'm already a very distrustful person with certain yeah. entities. Yeah. This is just. I'm just trying to stay above water at this point, (laughs) and it's not working. Well... The life vest has come off. I'm sure you guys are wondering what episode four is is about, and it is Weaving Spiders Come Not Here. Oh, yes. We are talking about the Bohemian Grove. Ew, I did not like that at all. 
People know. I did not like People that at know. all. Uh, the Bohemian Grove, or I should say the Bohemian Club. So there is a difference between yeah, the Yeah, I know that. Yeah, there is a difference. You're like, I, mean, yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. I've done research. I know this. I know things. Okay. You're not the only tinfoil hatter now. <laughs> no, I'm like, my stubborn ass is like, I know. I'm not, I'm not stupid. Like, so I think um, for the people that have no idea, Mary, give us like... Just a real quick, like, few sentence. What the hell is Bohemian Grove? All right, what, I'm gonna give the you the. I'm gonna give you the wiki page. Okay. So, it is basically a 2,700 acre plot of campground land in Monte Rio, California. Is that right? Yeah, Am by right? San Francisco. Right by San Francisco. So, this belongs to a private San Francisco-based gentlemen's club known as the Bohemian Club, and there's that difference between. Um, the club and the grove. So again, the club is based in San Francisco and the grove is the wooded campground out in Monte Rio. And there also is, to my knowledge, a club within the grounds and then the grove is where all the craziness happens. Right. So that's where, you know, there is a little bit of a difference. They have, and we're going to get into this quite a bit further, but they have uh, low jinks and high jinks. In regards to what they uh, uh, tend to celebrate and do, and the, and the low jinx, to my understanding, is held within the club, where you know if they have their family there for the day, checking it out, or you know people, journalists, whatever that they want to try to give a little bit of an idea of what's going on, which they rarely do, uh, would be in the club area, and then the grove is kind of the rest of the grounds, the owl that we're going to talk about quite a bit. As time goes on. Um, but yes, I just wanted to say there's a little yeah. bit of a difference, but you're right on it. Yep. So the major major event, I guess, that they're known for is in mid-July each year, the Grove hosts what's called a two-week encampment, um, which hosts some of the most prominent men in the world. And a lot of sources refer to this as Boy Scouts you know, sleepaway camp for older guys, a grown men sleepaway camp, all of that kind of thing. Um, but basically this consists of an all-male membership, including artists, musicians, businessmen, leaders in government, former U.S. presidents, media executives, basically anyone of power or prominence. And honestly, in some cases, I don't think through our research that you really need to hold a super powerful position. No. I think sometimes the goal for them is they're mixing different areas of people, ideas, kind of bringing those ideas together, seeing how one... And I guess we should touch on, uh, first and foremost, kind of uh, the mainstream... Like, you know, what they say the club is for, and then the conspiracy theory, uh, and then kind of in the middle on, like, maybe what is really going on. Right. Because there's two pretty dramatic angles, and most of the, the, you get, like, one or the other. It's either, at least I feel like, in the research that I've done over the years and, and more recently just for this episode... I feel like in the mainstream and, like, what Bohemian Grove people say is like, hey, look, man... These are folks that are in really high positions of power under the spotlight all the time. Maybe they don't know what's going on in the more artistic realm because the word bohemian actually has roots in, in artistry and, and, and things like that. Um, and so they just go to this place to just kind of unleash 
you know, see more artistic side of things and acting and other things and relax like that. And, take and a relax, pee and, right? And, and just know, have a little recharge. summer camp and recharge for the world. And then, of course, as long and the short of it, and the opposite side of that, we have Alex Jones. We have other people that are like, nope, it's a satanic ritual of sacrificing children and, and, and all of these these things. Which, to clarify, Alex Jones is a um, journalist. It, yeah, right? which In would so be the words. easiest way to say it. Journalist, more tinfoil hat to the uh, extreme to the normie yeah. out there or the normal person. But um, the journalist is the most real, like realistic definition. He yeah. he investigated Bohemian Grove, and yeah. in some way, no, I know he infiltrated Bohemian yeah. Grove, and then after that, basically, kind of went after known members and tried to kind of. What do they know, call that type of journalism where it's uh, like in I your know, face? I was like just you know what I mean? Because I remember you were telling me that I before. Know. I cannot think of the term. Who knows? Aggressive journaling. That's the best way to put it. Where you come up to somebody, you know, they're not, I guess you could say they're not prepared for questions. You kind of ambush them in a way. Isn't it ambush journalism? Let's go with that. That sounds cool. Ambush journalism. And, uh, you know, what, actually, this is one of the the big things when Alex Jones started, which was around 2000, I think, was when this video came out, which was the video of the cremation of care ceremony that goes on at Bohemian Grove every year. Now, this was the video that really got Alex Jones, like, on the map. This was, like, kind of the thing that was like, holy shit, you know, what is going on? And, and he's surfacing this video. And at this point, he was just known as a radio show host that all of a sudden was like, I- I'm going to go behind the scenes. And he basically snuck into Bohemian Grove, which, as we're finding out, with another thing that I'm going to be referencing a lot, which is um, this article that we have to post a a link to. And unfortunately, I didn't give it to Mary beforehand. We try to, like, give each other articles to take a look at. Well, I feel like mainly I'm giving you articles of crazy stuff to take a look at. And this is an article uh, written in 1989, which is one of the first times that a journalist actually snuck into Bohemian Grove. However... This was not just for the cremation of care ceremony. He actually acted, and his name was Philip Weiss. Uh, he actually acted as just a regular bohemian for about 14 days as he stayed within the camp and he got smuggled in by a group that is very much against Bohemian Grove. And this is his tales of what is going on beside it. Now, he's not a conspiracy theorist. He's not anything. He's just a journalist. And actually, this article was referenced on the New York Times. So, it, relatively mainstream. But this is another guy that, you know, is, is kind of going into Bohemian Grove. And as they talked about, security really isn't quite as tight in the Bohemian Grove at this time. Of course, it probably is now. But it was in a time that Obviously, Alex Jones was just able to kind of like blend in and waltz in and take a video camera. Well, and we and should film set the, the ceremony. We should set the scene, kind of. So you, you know, it really is what it sounds like. You are in the middle of the of a redwood forest, big, yes. beautiful, tall, and twenty seven hundred acres is, is a, a lot, lot of land. And That's... I guess what they're saying is there are little camps throughout, connected by a tram car. That different camps are led by different captains. So you have different groups of, again, high-profile men from different industries staying in these cabins. And the camps are kind of based off status a little bit as well. And, like, what you do and and things like that. 
we also we got to mention too that this isn't this isn't in in a new camp. No, uh, we're talking. This was established in 1878. Okay, so that's it's a long time ago. We're talking about a lot of traditions here that have been formed that are still followed. What so for you, somebody like and, and guys, to give you a little bit of a story, I I was like Mary, we're gonna do. This episode on Bohemian Grove. I was like, "Have you ever heard of Bohemian Grove?" And she, and what'd you say? You're like, "It sounds like Bohemian Rhapsody." Yeah, and then you're yeah. like, "Nope, what is that?" And I'm yeah. like, "Oh my god, buckle up! You're in for a, an interesting ride here over the next few days." Was it an interesting ride? Yeah, to say the least. Now, to say the least. Well, what I wanted to ask you is, from somebody that's never heard of Bohemian Bohemian Grove, somebody who's never heard of the cremation of care, what was the video like? Uh, of the ceremony to you like what were the first thoughts that came to mind like what like just explain it and unfortunately you guys will see in the the video that we link it's not a super clear video when was it taken 2000 okay 2000 right so surface think like early 2000 home video in the dark can't really see anything it's pretty blurry but what you can see is a formation of men in different colored robes with a main priest i guess they would call it at the beginning at the front leading this ceremony and they have the audience sitting in front of what looks like a body of water and it's a little lake basically yeah and i guess in this video you see a boat off into the side coming through and it's described the man is described with having like a skull painted on his face and they have um an effigy is that what it's called i believe so so yeah. an effigy which i didn't know 100% what that that may make me sound ignorant but i didn't know what that was so i guess that's something to be made to look like a human and basically yes but they were they were alluding to the fact that it was just sticks you know wrapped up in this thing and that they were going to sacrifice it as part of this ritual which is the cremation of care yeah so you see this man come into this boat he hands off the effigy to the priest the priest does this very odd chant which you'll hear in the video which it's just it's again it's odd right so there's there's pyrotechnics in the background big fireworks which i want to point out i made a note and this may be like a moot point. I don't know, but there there are fireworks in this redwood forest. Yeah. Huge trees all around. This is not an open area whatsoever. And there are straight up fireworks all around the back of them shooting up into the air. Yeah. Nothing's catching on fire? No. Well, actually, so fun fact, I heard uh, after reading in these these articles and and things like that that cigars are used a ton all throughout. We're talking thousands of well there's only generally a little over 2,000 people there but there's hundreds and hundreds of people I should say with cigars all the time and they do this as a screw you to the fire ordinances and everything which is the pyrotechnics I believe a little bit as well where they're doing it so extravagant that they're just saying hey screw the system of of fire ordinance, and we're just going to let loose and do what we want to do, and that's why they have cigars everywhere. All well, the no, time. of course, yeah, screw you. I know they're doing that, but I'm just saying, I'm just very shocked that in their history oh, there hasn't been, been a, a fire. major yeah. fire that just kind of like took yeah. them out. Because another thing, just a side note, real quick, they I found in my research had a lot of issues with the city and the county and all yeah. of those things with um, wanting to be able to um, log and and cut down more trees to make. Yeah. 
uh, more open areas in their camp, 2,700 yeah. acres, and went through hell with the city, got denied, got approved, got denied, got approved, and yeah. ultimately, I, I think it ultimately got denied, but yeah. neither here nor there. Back to the cremation of care. So, um, they're they're burning this effigy, and, and they do make a note that you can hear this weird screaming. They manufacture the scream right. over the speakers of Which somebody is being in, burned, is really Is really intense. And again, the, the whole goal of this is a relax, an entertainment. Come off of your, your high-paying, high-stress job. Come watch a little play with us. But it's like, this is not Sound of Music. This is not... Greece. This is a very odd, weird setting. Weird. It's just odd. That's the only way I can describe it. Well, I have here in this article that I'm that I'm going to reference of the journalist that that went in, and he talks. Um, he describes exactly the cremation of care um, because he actually was there and witnessed it during his time. Uh, and I, I want to put out there that this is what they believe the cremation of care is for, the people that are there, and this is what he was told. The cremation of care, uh, or the cremation, is intended to put the busy men of the club at ease and banish the stress of the outside world. But it arouses critics and catmen because they interpret it to mean that Bohemians literally don't care about the outside world. Cremation of care, they fear, means the death of caring, Demonstrations outside the Grove a few years back often centered around the resurrection of care. So essentially what this is is them saying, hey, this this effigy is all the, the stress and anxieties and everything around the world that are constantly plaguing us. And we're going to fire it up and burn it and burn our, our stresses and anxieties away. And the following time will be the the carefree time to just do whatever your heart desires and live life and how you should be living it and all of these things. And that, that is their cremation of care. Now they, they talk, um, a a few times about druid like things. So you had mentioned before the priest, like in the beginning, it's not necessarily a priest in the sense that we think it. They're right. they're actually like druid, like ancient druid, magical, like kind of things that they're trying to represent. But there's obviously a leader facilitating this, and absolutely, you have yeah. the levels of, of 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 leaders, if you will, behind them in the different colors, representing their their length and membership and their elitism and things like that. Yes. Yeah, and it also talks about in here that the cremation of care, it actually boasts the uh, ceremony derives from Druid rites, medieval Christian liturgy, and the Book of Common Prayer, Shakespearean drama, and 19th century American lodge rites. And again, so, I'm not stuff. And I'm not going to sit I'm not sitting here criticizing any one religion. I mean, any one religion is going to come off weird to people and uncomfortable and different. Yeah. But this just seemed odd to me because oh my god, yeah, of the goal of the what is the goal? What is yeah. the why are we here? We're here for entertainment, and then we're watching this, right? That's and, odd and to me. Mind you, this journalist and other places online talk about how pumped up they get with this creme- cremation of care ceremony. Talking about he was sitting next to somebody, and that person was like, "Oh, I tried to explain this to my friends outside, and they just don't get it. They don't understand how right, powerful it is." 
you know. Traditionally, right, you blow off steam. You go to a concert. You sing some songs. You have yeah. a couple beers. You go to a barbecue or right. you go on vacation to Hawaii or some or Europe or, I don't know, to blow off steam, right? Everyone has different definitions, but at its basic, it's something fun, energetic. It's right. not a very odd ritualistic ceremony where people are Where you're are burning chanting. what looks like a body in front of a ginormous owl statue. Right. Like, and robes and druid-like things. And I would argue, I understand, you know, again, I'm not I'm not trying to disregard tradition and everything like that, but I'm just saying you have all of these elite men, professional, yeah. high level. Yeah. They've seen things, they've done things in, in, in the industry, they right. have experienced. That's what they come up with for their 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 blowing off steam. Right. Their, you know what I mean? And what, what I'm trying to say, and maybe this doesn't make sense, but... I don't know. There's nothing else. You can't, right. I don't know, put together some sort of, I don't know. And the other thing, too, is the fact of, like, this is basically a ceremony at this point. We're not even talking, like, we're talking about, like, right now, what goes on in the club, more than likely, is this is a ceremony as, like, a pump-up, basically. Yeah. Like, this is to get you fired up for your week of just, like, debauchery, right? And of just Can I doing give you whatever. an idea of yeah. the pricing? So the Grove play, which I'm sure we'll go into later, which is similar to the Cremation of Care, again, another play, if you will, another entertainment source, today would be estimated... Well, so 1975, the play was estimated to cost between $20,000 and $30,000. Oh, yeah. Today, that would be high as high as $144,000. And that's yeah. one entertainment piece. Dude, and on top of that, this journalist said that at this point in time in 1989, that play cost $75,000 to do. Right. And you know what? Okay, chump change to these guys, right? Yeah. I get that. But also, $144,000 right. to a lot of people, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Yeah. What? It's yeah. weird. It's, it's odd. And I mean, that, and that doesn't even that doesn't even hit the fact of how much they're paying for food, alcohol, possibly right. drugs, right. prostitution, all of these things. Right. Which, We're gonna get into as as we break through all this stuff. But yeah, to say the least, the video was odd. Yeah. I found it very weird and uncomfortable. And to talk about pricing, the initiation fee for regular voting membership is said to be around $8,500 oh, in 1989. So God only knows what it is now. And then it's followed by an annual fee of $2,000 every year. Chump change to these Chump things. change, right. Now, the kicker is the wait list. And even in the beginning of the club, in the late 1800s, the early 1900s, the wait list... Uh, how, how long do you think the wait list was to get into the Bohemian Grove? Like, just throw a number out there. I mean, is it hundreds, thousands? The wait list, like, or uh, in time. Like, the, you're on oh, the wait how list. Long like, you're you... making a reservation for a oh, restaurant. Like, oh. how long do you think it is? Ooh, 10 years. 33 years to get on... The wait list. So to become like, a member. Yes. They said, actually, in, in this 1989 article, they said, basically, if you don't have your membership in waiting by the age of 30, you're not going to get in in your lifetime. Wow. Like that's That's how exclusive this club is. I also want to just point out there, I also think I would be doing a disservice to my gender if I didn't bring this up. I'm no feminist by any means, but I'm just saying yeah. that that waiting list is just men. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No well, women well, are no allowed. No women are allowed. We didn't say that. Oh, we no, didn't. No, That's right. no yeah. women, no children, obviously. Unless special occasions. Sure, in yes. the low jinx That times. kind of thing. But yeah. that no woman has ever been given full membership, but there were four honorary members 
uh, were given as yes. like, but they were hosts. They were basically working. Right. So it's just and crazy. We should also mention too that the beginning of this club, like why it was created, the um, Continental Railroad had just finished into California at this time in 1878. I think it was a Continental Railroad. I think that's what you call it. I don't know. Whatever. Honestly, you guys will you fact check anything, it. You could say anything. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yes, sure. sure. Uh, it was finished at that time. And in order to basically get away from the Wild West, this like kind of not luxurious, bougie in today's term lifestyle, this group of really high up men in society, high class society, wanted to make the most exclusive club in the world for these people to live almost in this very upper echelon European, you know, world. yes, luxurious world of living. So they created the Bohemian Club. Makes sense. And the, again, to tie back the word Bohemian is is artsy, like ancient, uh, like artistic uh, style of things. So that is really where it comes from. And I think where we're going to go in this podcast is explaining to you guys what the Bohemian Grove says they are. And what we're about to go into is what the hardcore tinfoil hatters say the Bohemian Grove is. And then I want to get into some real world accounts. We're going to get into a little bit of a guest in a way. And then we're going to get into kind of maybe what we think the Bohemian Grove really is in, in the real world. So we have this cremation of care. There's a giant 100-foot cement steel owl sculpture, okay, that they're get, do, burning this, what looks to be a body in. This video surfaces in 2000. And of course, as you could imagine, opinions are running wild. And guess what? Obviously, the Bohemian Grove really doesn't give us much to go on because, of course, they're incredibly secretive. You're not going to see any of this stuff. We should mind you that, you know, Mary said, you know, uh, pr previous presidents, things like that. We're not talking about like, like just one, maybe a president that was where, there. We're talking about photos with Ronald Reagan, Harvey Hancock, Richard Nixon. We're talking about George Bush Sr., George Bush Jr. We're talking about all of these people that are in huge positions of power. Herbert we're, Hoover. Herbert Hoover. We're talking about CIA directors. We're, we're talking about anybody that could potentially hold a position of power, right? And you're going to see a lot of this that it is touted in mainstream media. I find this hilarious that it's always, uh, in this case, hey, these are all upper echelon Republicans, which a lot of the time it is. Now, what I find hilarious about this is that... It, they try to make it a, a partisan issue. That's why, in my opinion, the mainstream media is talking about it. Hey, this is the Republicans, right? And then we can turn it around when you look at like Epstein stuff. And you say, hey, it's the Democrats and the Clintons, but Trump wasn't there because it's, it's a Democrat thing. And you start turning it, and it's like, well, wait a second. This isn't this isn't a partisan issue. Well, it's a distraction. It's a distraction, and that's why they're talking about it. And they leave out, they cherry-pick details, right? It's that old adage of, we're going to tell you a thousand tr untruths to hide the one truth that we don't want you to see. And this may very well be the, the Republican choice of weird summer camp ritual thing that they go to. But the reality of it is, is there were Democratic officials there, there were Republican officials there, there were upper echelon people in media, there were PR representatives in media that were there. We're talking about owners of these media companies 
We're talking about CIA directors, hidden hand agency directors. So it goes far past, uh, hey, this is a Republican thing. Well, or, hey, I can tell you right now that thing. if you take the presidents out of it, right? Yeah. And you took the whatever political party that these members are associated with, that it wouldn't all be one or the other. Yeah. So... I, I would say that the percentage of people that make up the membership of this weird club, yeah. are, are Grove, Bohemian Grove, are not a majority of presidents. But again, yeah. that's just, it's a distraction. It's a distraction. Absolutely. But of course, from this, so we have the Alex Jones video come out. And what is gathered from the Alex Jones video is, hey, this is, looks a lot like sacrificial behavior uh, more occult. satanic occult behavior, um, and we get to Malak uh, or Malak, right? Which is the um, kind of ancient Babylonian god. It's drawn with more of a satanic esque thing about it, where people would sacrifice children to this god in, in flames underneath him. Now, you can't really blame people for being like, uh, yeah, it kind of looks like that. And you're all a bunch of people of power and you're not coming out saying like, hey, it's not this. It's we're all just it's like a summer camp for kids. You, you know, you're you're shielding it under this secrecy. You're in like what looks like Ku Klux Klan robes in the beginning of this owl burning again, a, a, a stick thing that looks like a body and you're putting screams in the background. Like, come on. Uh, but there's an important point here that, that we're going to get to in a little bit. But again, this is the other side of it, right? So now we got uh, child sacrificing to this Malak god and all of those things. So tell us some facts about Malak. What's the deal with it? Or Malak? Well, just to explain. So many people believe that they were doing these ritualistic, you know, of presentations in a remembrance of the 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 old kind of satanic things that were associated with this god called yeah. Malak. So although they were standing in front of this owl statue, which we'll get into, the idea was that all of this was for this satanic god. Yes. Um, but the term Malak appears in the Hebrew Bible, primarily in the book of Leviticus. But the Bible strongly condemns practices which are ass assisted with Malak. Um, practices have appeared to include child sacrifices, as Joe mentioned, and there's just a lot of controversy surrounding these yeah. sacrifices, you know, saying that they're offered to Yahweh or any other deity. But really, a lot of the time, it's a satanic ritual ritual yeah. to this Malak, that yeah. God is not involved. Yes. So again, another cover up. So we get that. And then we get that, you know, hey, this is a time of nothing but these satanic rituals. We caught a little glimpse and they are just sitting in the woods all summer long performing these rituals, New World Order rituals. They are, are fabricating all of these things about, uh, you know, how they're going to take over the world with, with this Satanism, which I'm not discounting that that probably goes on somewhere else. Uh, but that is this the the opposite end of that, right? I, I feel like I nailed it there for what they talk about. Did I miss anything? I don't know. No. So yeah, that that I think you made it right. So all of the things that we talked about really before this point is basically things that you know this is mainstream what people right. would think and find out now the more tinfoil hat theory is what we're going to get into next yes and mind you if you were somebody that's like ah like bohemian grove like and you just did like a few youtube videos 
This is where, unfortunately, I think the uh, YouTube community or sometimes just the social media community, the modern age of internet, kind of does a disservice, right? Because, you know, we have these people that will just simply kind of like piggyback off somebody else. Like, oh, Alex Jones said it's, you know, uh, Moloch with this satanic ritual. So it's Moloch with the satanic ritual. And then, uh, you know, you guys know the deal. People make these videos. They want views. They really want this really dramatic, like, wow, they're burning a person. There's a lot of theories that that thing was actually not twigs, but a person wrapped up in it. And that's why the scream and all this stuff. Uh, but I think the reality of it is still incredibly, um, you know, you know, whatever, F-bomb coming, incredibly fucked up, realistically. I mean, that like, it's the, the reality of it is fucked up. <laughs> and then you have these not a good situation. However, I would be doing you all a disservice. Me and Mary would be doing you a disservice if we tried to sit here and just jump off the, the backs of Alex Jones and everybody else on this tinfoil hat stuff. We have to tell you guys the truth. We, the truth is out there. We need to spread it. Um, why is this theory maybe a little bit flawed? Let's start off with the owl. So the owl, or otherwise known as the owl of Athena in Greek mythology, is a little owl traditionally representing and accompanying Athena, the virgin goddess of wisdom. So this has been used as a symbol of knowledge, wisdom, prosperity um, throughout the Western world. But they have this ability to also see in the dark. So again, that symbol of wisdom and things coming in there. Yes. So... The Owl of Athena is actually what this is for. And then that also ties into uh, weaving spiders come not here, which essentially is code for you may not do business at the Bohemian Grove. That's what that means. Which I think you, is a lie. It, it's totally a lie. The Manhattan Project. The Manhattan Project is, right. and it wasn't there, you know, things oh, going many around about things. the atomic bomb being That is the there Manhattan and, Project. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. That, And we so, should, well, actually, hold on, let's mention, what, what the hell is the Manhattan Project, for people yeah, that don't know? I didn't know it as that name. Yeah, so the Manhattan Project was essentially uh, them <laughs> subsequently leading to them uh, making the atomic bomb, uh, testing the atomic bomb, making it. These were all things that happened at... Uh, uh, Bohemian Grove. Or were decided. I or were decided. Yeah, and talked about. And and throughout the article that I've quoted a few times here, um, they they talk how, you know, hey, weaving spiders come not here. So I actually wrote uh, this person, the the uh, when we're talking about this journalist that infiltrated in in 1989, funny enough, actually got the chance to meet Ronald Reagan by going to his camp, knocking on the door in the Secret Service there, was there and he just said, hey, can I meet the president? And of course, they just thought he was another bohemian. And they're like, oh, absolutely. He would love it. So he walks right in to meet Ronald Reagan. Mind you, this was in 1989. Like this is right after everything's going on, presidency, whatever. Um, and he asks him a, a few questions. And one of the questions that he asked him, and I'll quote directly here, it says, I asked him whether it was true that it was the Grove in 1967 that he, then the new governor, had assured Nixon, Richard Nixon, that he wouldn't challenge him outright for the Republican nomination. Reagan didn't get the question the first time around. He repeated himself, and then he said, Reagan said, yes, that's true, in the famous furry voice that he had. 
I actually wrote a little note here that said, weaving spiders come not here, quotations, LOL, sure. Because literally, they, they've so decided... So explain that to me a little bit. So uh, basically, what he was uh, saying to Richard Nixon is that in 1967, before Ronald Reagan wanted to run for, for president, he assured Richard Nixon that, hey man, I'm, you know, like they were discussing when each other was going to run. Like, I'm, I'm going to run, candidate. but I'm not going to run against exactly. you. Exactly. So, so we'll talk about good. this. When do you want to run? I'll run after you, whatever, which is regular banter that I'm sure politicians have all of the time. My point being is this is one of many examples in this article where they very obviously were discussing politics. They, they were talking about how the phones, they had private phone lines there. He said, we're always a buzz of people picking up the phones and PR teams. Hey, I just worked this deal. I worked this deal. Blah, I just blah, think blah, it's blah, alarming, blah. though, because of the of the multiple accounts of alcohol and hard drug use in these camps. Literally. So you're making these intense very intense decisions. Atomic bomb decisions? Atomic bomb decisions. Yeah. And you're plastered. Literally. You're blacked out. You're yeah. on a trip of a lifetime. Whether, you know, whatever drugs you're taking. Yeah. And you're making these decisions. Absolutely. Not to mention, any other, you know, person in the public eye, if they knew this, would be not in the position that they're in. Right. So, again, I think they create this weirdly safe space for these people to show their true colors. Yeah. And I think their true colors are probably not the prettiest thing. Pretty evil. Yeah. yeah. So it's not so much this facade of like, oh, it's just relaxation and entertainment. Yeah. It's more of a, let us go do our fucked up stuff and I don't yeah. want anybody in here. So Literally. how are we going to do that? Yeah. And then we're going to decide the fate of many very important things throughout the world. Uh, or I should say throughout the country, mainly in this in this time. Um, now, I, I want to give a, a, a quick little shout out here to a, a newfound friend of mine who may or may not make a little bit of a, uh, I guess, debut every now and again on the podcast. And that person uh, is going to be known as Deep Throat. Hell yeah. If yeah, I'm looking at Mary because I'm excited because this is a reference, if you are unfamiliar, uh, with... Uh, the deep throat character that was in the Watergate scandal, and it was a government informant that, you know, was informing on the situation, and they coined him deep throat. Woodwood? Uh, Bob Woodwood? I believe so, well, yes. I watched the movie, it's no big deal. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah no big deal. But then, and, and then, what, then and who else is deep throat? Our favorite freaking show, or one of our favorites, is X-Files. I think I'm one of the few people that has the whole set on Blu-ray and, and everything like that in a special edition. And one of the, the informants in there is called Deep Throat as a, as a homage to uh, this. So I, I figured the name was perfect. And, uh, you know, this just goes out to you. I really appreciate the information that you gave me. I got a chance to interview this person. Um, and this person is very special in the Bohemian Grove setting um, because they actually made their way into the reception area. This is somebody that's still alive and well and was communicating with me on what they saw and their friend also worked in employment in Bohemian Grove. Of course, Bohemian Grove, you have servers, you have valets, you have cooks, you have all of these people that are working there. Oh, and I'm sure they got shifted around to do different jobs. Oh, absolutely. Times. Yes, and that was confirmed. Now, I do have information from this individual, Deep Throat, on celebrities that were there performing pretty ridiculous acts and quite frankly it was up in the air i mean i was sitting here before we hit record and i'm like you know mary should should i 
put this information out there? Should I, I say the names of these people that were involved? And we came to the conclusion that, you know, it didn't matter. None of that mattered. None of the names of the people that were there mattered because ultimately I think that would just be one other distraction. I talked to Deep Throat a little bit about this. They were like, look, you know, you can say these names. It's not going to blow anybody in on, you know, give anybody away on who was there. And I do appreciate that. And I was really up in the air. But I decided not to because, again, I didn't want it to be a distraction. What I will say is this is somebody who has verified to me that they were there. Now, of course, this also could just be some random person on the Internet. This is not a, a dig towards this person if they're listening. It's just, hey, obviously, I have to look at it objectively. Long story short, this person confirmed all this stuff. It was, it was insane. You know, it was crazy, whatever. And I was telling Mary about it. And Mary, just quickly, like, did you think the information was, was kind of insane as far as what we're going to start getting into, you know, with what the acts that are, are probably going on at Bohemian Grove? Well, to any truth, I think it's a lineup of information of different time periods lining up and sounding similar, right? Yeah. So of all the research that has been done, has been conducted, the articles that have been out there, what this person is saying does line up with those things. Yes. And it's scary because you get a little bit more of an intimate view of yeah. it. So for me, again, I just it's just really disturbing when you start talking about the serious things about rape and children being sacrificed and children being molested and women being taken advantage of and passed around like objects like yeah. this is the stuff where it's not just a weird ritual anymore it's yeah. infuriating and yeah. just like anything else like you know not to bring in Epstein but I'll bring it in yeah. it's one of those things and I think that that goes back to your point of like what does it matter if you say the names of the of the celebrities it's not going to change anything because everybody's name is out about Epstein. Yeah. No one got charged for it. No one's yeah. in jail for it. The same with this. And and I think we should mention, you know, what do I mean by celebrities? Well, people throughout the course of Bohemian Grove and Bohemian Club, like we're talking well-known actors. A-list actors. A-list actors. Movies. Like movies that you guys would know without a doubt. That Anyone you grew watching, up with. That you, you grew up that, with. That, that you would probably be devastated. And we're talking about not just the the actors that Deep Throat told me about, but we're talking actors like all over the place, all online. Like you can see this stuff everywhere. You can just, they're they're all up there. They go because it's like kind of like a homage to like actors and bohemian you know, stuff, whatever. But like we're talking like let's just get into it. What we think is going on? Well, like I don't know. We talked about it earlier, right? It's definitely not Malik. The, with the the owl, right? We you had, Mary had mentioned earlier that it's depicted as the Greek goddess, uh, you know, Athena things there, um, and it goes back to druid stuff. In your research, did you think that it was like satanic, or maybe that it was still ritualistic but not satanic? Because there is kind of a difference there. I think it was more ritualistic. Yeah. And that might be my ignorance of thinking of satanic rituals as like, you know, just a lot. You know, you see in movies yeah, and right. stuff. That's and my are. idea, right? Exactly. Order. So I and you guys will see if you watch the video of the of the the footage that they got. I didn't get that feeling. Yeah. 
Now, if that was a body, sure. And of we should also mention that regardless of whether or not we think it's satanic, it's still a it's fucked so up. Weird. It's still a weird ritual. It should like, be investigated. Yeah, like but, you know, what is going on whatever. that all these people of power? Like we're not in any way, shape, or form trying to say. And Mary, maybe you'll agree or disagree, or whatever. That these people are like good in any way. We're we're just simply what trying to report the facts. That's yeah. it. I mean, just trying to give people the truth. And again, at the end of the day, if this is all just you know some weird ritual and part of like a religious freedom experience, blah blah blah, relaxing. But I just have a very hard time that the people that this is attracting is it doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. No, F- Burning Man, for example. Yeah. Burning Man, not comparing the two, but I'm just saying, let's yeah. take Burning Man as an example. There is a certain person that goes to Burning Man concerts. Yeah. There is a certain person that enjoys that. They yeah. go to that. They are the same people. Yeah. This, it's like you could have somebody from the polar opposite of the world in terms of industry, likes, dislikes, yeah. all of that. And yes. and you could be sitting next to somebody, like an A-list actor and a, and yeah. the president or whatever it is. Yeah. An artist from a different country. Yeah. Whoever. That have nothing in common, nothing to do with each other, but somehow they find this weird ritualistic... I don't yeah. get it. I don't get it either. I don't and get it. I, I have pulled up here another you know uh, website, kind of tinfoil hat, that actually says the owl is consistently mistaken for Moloch because Moloch is the bull and the owl and that actually the, the owl is depicted as the as we talked about the symbol for wisdom because it had an ability to see in the dark and it is also a metaphor because it would illuminate the darkness of the masses and educate the ignorant. So I would argue that the statue because when you said owl and I was reading owl before I saw an actual picture of the statue, I was picturing a traditional like owl with a round yeah. face, big round eyes. Yeah. This looks to me more like, like an Egyptian evil, right? statue. Yeah. Right? So when you compare and you put the Moloch statue up against the yeah. owl statue, yeah. they look somewhat similar. It's not like a traditional owl that you yeah. think of. So the other thing, and, and I, I can't not touch on this because it's so prevalent. It's prevalent in the article that we're going to post. It's prevalent with Deep Throat's findings. Um, and that is this rather odd. And, and look, guys, I, you know, I could care less what <laughs> sexually you're into. But the amount of um, homosexuality is is going on in Bohemian Grove. And I don't know. Like, dude, it's so weird to me that these are people like, oh, oh, I have these conservative values or these good values, whether it's Republican or Democrat. You know, they're up there on the big screen trying to present to the people that, like, they're very, uh, like, Christian values and all these things that yeah they're against the LGBTQ right, community right. and, and all of now that. we see at Bohemian Grove and this is obviously a very male dominated club and what I find interesting is all of the time through whether it's Deep Throat or this article or other things that Mary saw homosexuality pops up a lot well I would say that this again if you are looking at this as a place a playground for men to go Let and do their things yeah. If there are any men as a, as a high society, yeah. high public figure that has been suppressing their sexuality, yeah. okay, well, this is where they're going to show it. And I yeah. don't care about that. Right. What I care about is when 
all these positions in power are like here. Well, it's very, A, there's a couple things, right? So if they're going here, if they're going to sit here on a totem pole and they're going to say, I'm against LGBTQ, I'm a Christian, all of these things. And then they're going to go and engage in the things that they're saying they're against. Again, controversial. It's not okay. For me, again, the the thing that I'm not okay with is when children get brought into this. When yeah. you start reading about women being used as prostitutes yeah. and all of those things, you know what? If Which you're, almost verifiably happens, right? Uh, you know. I have, I have, I have uh, from one of the websites that we talked about, talked about that we'll list that they quote several guests and former employees of the Bohemian Grove have admitted that young boys and homosexual prostitutes are brought in to sexually serve members of the all male yeah. Luciferian club. Essentially, what's going on from from what I've gathered, and if you look at Kathy O'Brien's stuff a little bit, you know, I'm not even going to get off into the weeds on that. Some people believe it, some people don't. It doesn't even matter. But what is a common theme here is weird sexual like fantasies that they live out, right? And there's even talked about like rooms that they, you know, sexual fantasy rooms. You're into the homosexual stuff, no problem, we got you. Uh, transvestite stuff, murder stuff, what anything. It, it does not matter. They will provide it to you. This is how fucked up these people... And, the, and mind you, we're not talking about some random weird cult in the middle of nowhere in like Montana or something. We are talking about some of the most powerful people on, on the planet that are doing these things. Right right now, every, every year, this is done. These people go there. And, you know, the homosexuality stuff... Multiple times, like one of the biggest things that I read about is where they pee. They're like they let loose and just pee. Like it sounds crazy. Like I'm looking at Mary's eyes right now. It's just like, dude, what are you saying online right now? Don't say this shit. <laughs> but like, dude, I, like I looked it up, and the big thing is like, just you know, do let loose, and they talk about how they just like turn around and just start peeing wherever they well, want. Well, think to. about it. They're they're bombed the whole right. time. Right. And then on top of that, like you have people just walking around naked. That was talked about multiple times. Deep Throat confirmed that that absolutely. Well, Bill was true. Clinton's one line, how when he got confronted in a press conference, somebody mentioned Bohemian Grove and asked him about it, and he jokingly said, "That's where all the rich Republicans go and stand naked against redwood trees." Right. right? And you see that distraction there, like, "Oh yeah, it's right. Republicans. That's the issue." And you know, not that right. I and may and or I, may not have been there. And we have to mention because it's going to come up, and I don't support what he says, and I find yeah. it offensive. But Nixon does make a comment, and it talks about yeah. homosexuality in a very negative light, and I don't. Support it, but again, it's another line of evidence that this right. stuff is going on. Right, right, exactly, and that. But it, it's also very controversial because if you listen to what Nixon says, he still attends this. Place. Right, he still he's, goes to he's it. He's speaking poorly about it. Distraction, and, right? Distraction. But he's still going. Right, you're still going. You're still doing. And mind you, that was at a time that he was probably fell out of the Bohemian Grove. Like they didn't want him there anymore. So he's like, oh, you know, you guys are ridiculous. And we're touching on presidents a lot because I feel like they're the most public facing. I yes. would argue of yeah. the people that attend these things. Yeah, and they're the most um, influential right. people that attend here. High right. level A list actors and actresses yeah. may be public facing, but they don't make decisions for our country. No. At least we don't. Know, we don't think they right. do. But then again, they could be sitting with Richard Nixon and making decisions. Well, and these are important too, because like these people need to know out there in the world, like some people, I think on both sides of the aisle, people that we know, people that we don't know, I feel like hold politicians and other people in the spotlight as these like heroic characters. 
Like these people that are actually like saving them or they should look up to them. I mean, that makes me sick that it's like, this is who I look up to. And meanwhile, behind closed doors, they're in sexual orgies and weird ritualistic behavior, possibly murdering people at some points in time, maybe not now, but in the past. And these are like, especially in the gun community, sometimes you have Ronald Reagan kind of hosted as this like saving grace. And I'm not even going to get into that of all that stuff. But here's somebody that is depicted as this, you know, conservative light. And here he is as like a consistent member. Like this isn't somebody who just came and left. This is somebody that like consistently has gone. And I think it's difficult, right? Because when we're kids and we're children and we obviously don't know about the evils of the world, we pick mentors. And if we don't have these mentors directly in our life, you and I are lucky enough, obviously, to have these people in our life. But a lot of times people look to actors, actresses, public figures like presidents or people in politics, sports figures and that kind of thing. And not knowing who they actually are, they become drawn to them in a way of like a mentor mentee, even though it's a one way street in a way. Yeah. And I'll use it as an example. Like, you know, if you grow up watching Arnold Schwarzenegger your whole life and you like just worship the guy. Right. As I did. Right. And then you get older and you realize what his political beliefs are and all these things. And then you slowly, that, that, whole facade starts to slowly be stripped away it's really um you get experience i feel like well it's really kind of it's hard because if you've leaned on this person you've watched their movies they've been your comfort they have been your go-to you've read their magazines you've watched rewatched their sports games baseball basketball whatever it was and then you find out like oh shit this guy's a this guy, this gal, whatever, is a piece of shit yeah that sucks yeah because it's like your whole life is like wow, I really revered this person and I respected them for their decisions and everything all along. They were really not that great of a person. Yeah. So, so it's hard. So, so far we got what? That the statue may not be what is talked about in the tinfoil hat. So I think it's all that. a big, I think it's all a big distraction. Yeah. And I think it is still, it's just right down the middle where it's really messed up. Probably people died. Probably people got raped, sexually trafficked, drugs are involved, decisions are made, homosexuality is rampant throughout But nothing the will ever happen. But nothing will ever happen. They'll continue to do it. And the other thing that I, I think, um, you know, we should talk about there with what Mary said is that you got to remember, guys, especially those that are watching this, guys and girls, whatever, is that don't let this ruin your life. It's something, you know, that you have to maybe understand, maybe no, maybe... Don't click on a Bohemian Grove podcast if you don't want to know. And I, I just felt terrible because I have Mary sitting here, you know, and she's getting super nervous about this stuff because it's like, Jesus, I got to like talk about this and research it. Um, and, you and, just have to take it with a grain yeah, of salt. Take it with a grain of salt. You have to remember that when you wake up every day, you don't wake up. At, you're not in that world. Right. Yes, obviously, we're all influenced by these people's decisions, presidents, and politicians. You don't want to be naive. You don't want to be a naive, but at the same time, like, I'll tell you about my day today. I woke up today. I brushed my teeth. I ate breakfast. Yeah. Which, again, controversial topic. Some people like to brush their teeth after. (laughs) Whatever. You know, I woke up, you know, did my little routine. I worked at home. I took the dog to the dog park. I went grocery shopping. The Bohemian Grove didn't really come up right it didn't matter right right but that being said there's where that hard line is because at the same time you feel guilty 
knowing this stuff. And it's like, what do we do? What right. do you do? Right. And if you spread the word, uh, people are going to think you're Because crazy I'm person. sure this has affected a lot of people yeah. personally. And, and and has, you know, these people that they're talking about, these prostitutes and these children that were yeah. involved and things like that. I'm sure that this has affected many people, many families that we have not yeah. heard about. And And we should also mention that it is very possible that at this point, 2021, we're, we're talking many, many, many years, many decades after this club was formed and many changes in social media, internet and stuff. It's very possible that what we are seeing now is a weird club in the woods of elites that perform these rituals that were much more heinous back in the day. We're talking early 1900s, whatever. And now are just kind of performed as a tradition, and it's just this weird, drug-infested, you know, homosexuality-driven orgy for the summer. You well, know, and that's I'll, what it is now. And I'll argue that from eighteen whatever till now, yeah, the truth of this organization and what really was going on has probably evolved, just like anything else has, yeah. and that it probably started in a somewhat pure. Like I, we do really want to create this club and this elite yeah, area, and maybe not good still, but just maybe right. not like like murdering orgy right. world that's going on. But I'm sure over the years, like, and then with it's ironic because 2000 is the hit of technology, the internet, all yeah. that stuff. That happens to be when the video comes out. I'd argue that they needed some sort of distraction and cover-up because the stuff that they were doing was getting even more heinous and the yeah. truth of the organization was getting more heinous. And, and according to Deep Throat, around like the 80s and 90s, I guess, is when like things started to... I'm not even going to say clean up. They didn't clean up. It's just when the like maybe uh, murdering or other things were like we're talking about pretty serious shit didn't go on as much anymore. It was kind of like way pushed back, whereas... Maybe throughout the early 1900s up to 1970, Deep Throat's even talking about people uh, being hanged in a ritualistic manner, people being murdered, sex trafficking, all of these things was rampant throughout. So I think it's very possible that like that stuff did go on, absolutely, ritualistic stuff surrounding that probably did go on. And maybe it's just not as much there, but it, like, dude, and I don't know, Mary, like I'm, I keep feeling like, like, I don't want to make it seem like we're trying to like make these people not seem as messed up as it's they are. It's just hard because again, this isn't like, this, this is not like Operation North was where we can sit here and tell you that CIA publicized documents say X, Y, and Z. We can't. Right. We're making assumptions, but we're making assumptions based on a lot of information that has been you know, gathered throughout the years. A lot of these aren't re are, are not necessarily reliable sources, but they right. are sources nonetheless, and they're all saying the same thing. So you can only come to the conclusion that it's not what it is set out to be. No. So no. like a lot of things, there unfortunately is a lot of probably messed up things going on there, but there is really, at this point, not a lot that... Can be know, done. Can be done. No, I mean, you know, like it, it's just crazy. I mean, wrap it up. What, like, overall, what, what did this do to you? Like, what, like, you know, emotionally? Not good. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously, not good. I mean, it made me frustrated. It made me sad. It made me feel a lot of feelings. And like, I just think it's odd that we have this video come out in two, the year two thousand, and then technology just takes off. Yeah. Drones. 
I mean, literally anything in, under the sun takes off. Yeah. We haven't seen anything? Nothing. 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 You can go on Google Maps, no, but it's you like don't a forest. See anything? Like, you don't see anything. Like, nothing. That is odd to me. Yeah. And so, it's just... I, but overall feelings is confusion, anger, just the whole nine. And just... I'm just not understanding why we haven't heard or seen more about this. The latest thing piece in our research that we'll post is the clip from the Joe Rogan podcast or yeah. the Joe Rogan experience. Super weird. Where he is talking to a pretty famous comedian. Duncan Trestle, I think. Yeah, and was. he's not even attacking him saying he was a part of it. He was no. just talking about it and this this comedian seemed quite nervous and oddly like... As it went on, yeah. You'll see in the video, but that's really... The, or, I mean, I'm sure their podcasts talk about it, yeah. but... Other than and then that, all the other YouTubers are just like, oh, yep, it's, you know, satanic, like, child sacrificing in the video. Like, they don't, they, they just But, you know what's funny? Again, yeah. though, you, so in the research, the only piece of protesting I've ever seen was environmentalists when they were trying to get these log, logging permits. So you don't have feminists coming out here? Is you, that what you're telling me? So you actually do. There was this woman, Mary Moore, who is the one that, basically smuggled this journalist into Bohemian Grove. And get this, they started uh, like what was, I think it was like BGAN, which was Bohemian Grove Action Network, which was this group of people that were like protesting this back in the 80s. She was more like kind of hippie feminist driven. Uh, And of course it was all left wing leaning because they were Feeding into the distraction of like, you know, this is right right wing Republican bullshit in the woods. So there were protests outside the gate. They found little logging roads, which is how this journalist may or may not have gotten in there throughout. And they were really trying to get this place shut down. And then, of course, it just kind of fizzled out. Right. Over why, time. Again, that's so They don't odd. even talk about why. Yeah, I have no clue. Like, it just fizzled out. I mean, talk about the last known huge feminist... Yeah. I mean, argument is that there is a bunch of high-level male politicians, actors, yeah. artists, all that in the woods. And mind you, I shouldn't... I Doing should, God knows what. I, I, I should mention, too, it says left-wing, but I should mention 72 left-wing groups eventually joined her in this in this group against Bohemian Grove, yet nothing, nothing happened. fizzled out. Yeah. Just very odd. Um, very, very odd. But... You know, but yeah, wrap us up because we could talk about this all night. We we could we could. I I, I think you know the you need to do your own research to wrap it up. You, you you have to you know somebody tells you oh Bohemian Grove and if you're really going to take that stuff to heart and you're going to form an opinion about it, you need to do your own research, figure out what is accurate, what is not, and even if you have this like burning desire, right? You're like, I know this is what I want it to be. I want it to be this or this or that. And I, 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 you know, I think they're all crazy Satanists. So I'm just like going to go there. But I think it's really important that sometimes you need to take a step back and be like, is this actually accurate? Is it not? Like, what is the truth? The last thing that I wanted to ask you, I swear to God, last question, (laughs) I swear is from someone who hasn't seen this before. I was thinking about this today. Like, these are people that you have seen, like, throughout your life, like, on television. What was the what was the immediate, like, response when you're like, these are people that, like, I know, and they're, like, involved in this? Well, that's what I meant when I was talking about, like, growing up with someone, looking up at, as to a someone mentor. as a mentor. Yeah. It's it's kind of devastating because you're... It is. You build up this... It's kind of, like, equivalent to... 
um, meeting a celebrity in person and loving them and thinking this way about them and thinking yeah. and building this this image of them in your mind and then you meet them in person and they're a piece of shit and you're like, yeah. that sucked. Yeah. But like times 10. Right, because it's so dramatic. Right. It's like so crazy. So, yeah. yeah. I, I, I just thought that was a very interesting perspective. But guys, as Mary said, we could talk for hours about this and I really appreciate you guys listening to this episode who, who knows at this point what is to come on the Freedom Foil podcast. I, I As a side note, you know, I, I have to give one more shout out to my wife, Mary, for being in this podcast with me. I, I, I don't know that I've said this yet, but this is someone who <laughs> has never gotten involved in tinfoil whatever. And when her crazy husband came to her and is like, hey, would, <laughs> would you like to be involved in this? And... Uh, probably ruin your mental state in regards to looking through this. And she's been a trooper from start to finish. So, Mary, I really appreciate you and, and love you for, for doing this. This was awesome. Well, I appreciate uh, and love you. And I've been having a blast. This has been super fun, you guys. <laughs> episode four in the books. Look forward to episode five next week. It's going to be interesting. I think we're already throwing around some topics. Stay well, tuned next cool. week if you're still listening to this. <laughs> and check out the links, as always, guys. In the bio and the main bio, all that stuff, it's going to be in there. Please share these podcasts around. We can't thank you guys enough for listening. It really does mean the world. So thank you so much and stay tuned for next week's episode.